year, it was kind of awkward for seniors because they had like, like, uh. For graduation? Graduation. Frustrated, like, really fast. Oh, really? With painting yeah. or? When it comes to the art, murals are always based off of, um, I guess, life, you know? Uh, I used to play volleyball, but now I'm just really like struggles somebody probably already you know somebody's been there and they wrote about it and you know they're they're waiting for you to read about it welcome everybody um this is melvin walker i'm one of the outreach workers for project bridge this is a project bridge podcast known as pb and j podcast pb and j stands for project bridge and jelly Justice, Enrichment, Liberation, Leadership, and Youth Podcast. Today's topic is leadership and mentorship, basketball coaching youth. Today's guest is a legend in Riverside. His name is Brian Hooks, but everybody calls him either B or Hooks. So Hooks, why don't you introduce yourself, tell the listeners where you grew up and what schools you attended. Hello, how are everybody doing? My name is Brian Hooks. I'm from Eastside Riverside, California. I attended. Uh, you want me to go to the elementary schools also? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I attended Longfellow Elementary School when I was a young, young, young kid. Uh, moved down over to the downtown area. Went to Grant and Bryan Elementary, then moved back to the East Side. Came back and went. Um, over to, uh, I forgot the name of that damn school. Uh, 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 what is that in Cancrest? Good Lord. Castle. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would be Castleview. I forgot. It was kind of weird going there, but it worked out. And then I went to University Heights Middle School. Then I went over to John W. North. For four years, and that's where the journey began. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. So we're gonna get right on into it, bruh. Um, the first question is, what does leadership mentorship mean to you? A leadership is somebody that that people follow, people look up to, um, people that can lead other people in a positive manner. Uh, mentorship to me meant showing people and helping them along the way of their journey and uh, actually uh, giving them direction where at some point you failed at and helping them get to where those rough spots that we went through, we were able to help people get through theirs. <laughs> so it it's uh, also mentorship. I, I feel like it's still a leadership thing, but I feel like that's more for older people that went through things and that can really verbally um, take you through a journey of, of right and wrong stuff, you know. Exactly. No, exactly. I, I get you on that because mentoring means to me, you know, like active listening, somebody who can listen to you. Um, building, yeah. building trust, encouraging, in, identifying goals, you know, yeah. leadership yeah. skills, confidence, all that stuff, you know, plays in, yeah. into mentoring. And I mean, yeah, you, that's, 
I missed that one, uh, confidence and in, in, in telling people or revealing things that you wouldn't reveal to other people. That's also um, something I feel like <clears throat> I've been able to do. And we would call that reaching that person, actually, and bringing something out in the kid that they wouldn't bring out with their parents or their friends. Exactly. You know, exactly. Just make comfortable enough to talk to you and making sure that you don't uh, take their trust and, and twist it up or put it, put them in a situation where they're uncomfortable. Oh, exactly. I, I definitely ag agree with you in that area. Um, um, why did you focus on basketball as your choice of m being a mentor to the, to the youth? Uh, without basketball, <clears throat> I don't know if I ever would have gotten on a plane for the first time. I don't know if I ever would have gotten out of the area which I grew grow, grew up in. Uh, the most I ever flew was on recruiting trips, Virginia, Texas, um, North Carolina. I was able to do different things through basketball. I was able to meet a lot of people and, um, through that journey, uh, I just stuck with it. I didn't really think I was going to be <clears throat> a person that would be really good at what I did mm -hmm. because I just played. I wanted the kids to play like me. I wanted them to hustle, dive on the floor, and do whatever they needed to do. But these kids aren't built like that. Mm -hmm. so I had to regroup what I did. And I'm going to tell you the first time I actually – <clears throat> knew I was okay at this. Uh, my coach from my junior college at Riverside Community College, uh, Coach Shimmerhorn, would take me up in the mountains out towards San Jacinto. They have some mountains up there. It's like uh, the mountain time is like an hour difference from ours. <clears throat> and he had a camp up there. And uh, he was actually... He was a Utah guy. You know, they grew up in with their religion and all that. So they had a camp up there. Um, what's that religion? Uh, Mormons? Mormon. Yeah, he was Mormon. Okay. And they had a Mormon-like camp up there. And he said, man, you want to go with me help help with these kids? Well, the funny part was he was never there. He would disappear. <laughs> And I would run like the drills and stuff with the kids. I remember having this kid. He wasn't very good. And the, the best kid, he had like a little snotty attitude. He just thought he was really good. So during this whole week, I was just pumping this kid up, pumping him up, pumping him up. And eventually throughout the third or fourth day, he started really getting better mm -hmm. and doing more. And his coach's wife went with us one time. And she said, you're really good with kids. This is when I started knowing where my mentorship was coming in. And I, and, um, I was like, I'm too young. I'm still trying to have a career. I'm still trying to go to Division One. You know, I thought mentorship at that point in time was for older people, exactly. you know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know at that time you could have that as a young guy, too. So, um that's when I first found out she was like, you're really good with those kids. 
And I told her, thank you. I really didn't think a, a lot about it until I got into um, coaching. Because I didn't really want to coach. I, re- I always wanted to just help. I never really wanted to coach. Mm-hmm. So uh, my focus became that later on. Okay. Um, and that was my lane. I was good at basketball. I could see stuff. I didn't know if I could help people out. Um, uh, at first, because some guys that are pretty good in basketball, they can't bring that out in other people. So I just went from the basics, fundamentals of it, and started bringing it out, and it started working. And and I was like, oh, this is more than basketball. Exactly. exactly. Because I use basketball for life. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to play it like basketball is life for me. Mm-hmm. I noticed that these kids aren't as intrigued in, into that's all there is, that's it, uh, eat, sleep, that's basketball. But <clears throat> a lot of kids are like that. So that's when the talking comes in as far as the mentorship. So started talking to these kids through their problems or stuff they was going through. and uh, That's why I became my focus because I started seeing some kids also like me. Exactly. Earlier on. Mm-hmm. And their outlet was going to the gym every day. And they could relate to you too, so Yeah. And then they, they were kind of from where I was from, so 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 that uh, coach so that coach was probably um one of the ones who really impacted you then, huh? Just to start being a mentor to the youth. The 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 uh, the coach from RCC? What'd you say his name was? Oh yeah, Coach Shimahar. Shimahar. Now, now, what's funny is <clears throat> I've always been in programs where I've helped. We used to have a program uh, uh, through the through the school system in the summer that we used to go through. They would put high school kids at parks. Mm-hmm. So that was a job. <laughs> <laughs> but to this day, I still got kids from when they were that young that they, they looked up to me. I didn't know then. I was like 14, 15 years old. Yeah. So it was just fun to me. Yeah. And I didn't pay for having fun. And just lis- listening to uh, a pure iconic woman in our in our uh in our um community, uh Jeannie, Jeannie Williams. Oh, Jeannie. Over and at, so, at, Bor- at Borwell? You mean talking yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Jeannie. Long yeah, as... we do that summer program exactly. through uh is it J- JTPA? JTPA for the summer. And she was my overseer. And uh, that's kind of where it started. But for basketball, it started with Coach Shimmerhorn for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I know Jeannie too. Jeannie was like very big in the community. I went to those camps too as a youngster. And we yep. used to have to sit around and sing songs and. You know, she didn't play either, so she was kind of like that part of the community that helped raise you. Like when your parents was at work, you couldn't yep. act, you couldn't act up around Jeannie because Jeannie would get in you. She, yep. was, she was like a, a extra mom, so I definitely understand. Uh, what she you're made me she made me walk home in pure heat one day, <laughs> and she was driving the car. She watched me walk all the way home with the AC on in her car. <laughs> 
<laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I've, I've been there. I've been there. That was my, that, that was my lesson, but I, I, I understood it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it was all, it was all out of love too, but you respected her too. You couldn't go up to Boyle acting a fool because oh, yeah. she, was, she wasn't having it. She was definitely, she wasn't having it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay. So here's another question. What are, what are your goals as a leader mentor in your community? What's some of your goals? Well, it's not for me to to rise up out of just being looked at. I, I, I like to look at myself as a regular person. I don't really like pedestal stuff or being put up. Um, but the goal, my goals, is to really just reach these kids um, and talk to them about the stuff out here that's not what they really want to do, mm. but some of them are forced to do it. Uh, mom and dad not home. Drugs, you know, uh, and you see them. You see them too. Yeah, and you work, you work with them more than I do. <clears throat> but there's always a kid or two that they need a little more love than the rest of the people. You know, so um, I always feel like that's the goal to just show them that love. Um, I just got a text earlier today and it, it may, must mean a lot because I got asked to go to a senior night and uh, walk with her and her family out on the court. Wow. That's, that's, that's tight. You know what though, and, but the, the things about the things that you do with the, these kids uh, be is a, uh, they they trust you. You know what I mean? I mean, I seen you coach them. I see how you know how hard you you're on them. You tell them they got to do things the right way, not their way, you know, because you're yeah. trying to get you just trying to get them better and instill confidence and in, in all, you know, sorts of things in, in the in the uh, in the kid. But um yeah. every time I see kids come back, they always talk about you and what you did for them. You know what I mean? And um yeah. and I've been I've been knowing you for like well, I say I came back in 2000, so I, I I've been knowing you for over like 21 years, and just to see all the kids that you then you touched, you know, what I mean, you touched so many kids, and when they come back and they were like, no, be though, you know, they they definitely respect you and what you do for them, man. So I, I just commend you because not not everybody can do that. Not not everybody can you know yeah. coach a kid hard, and then they they know that you know you really care about them and, and yeah. their well being. I had a couple kids. I won't really put their names out there, but I've been at workouts and they popped up and they, they've they been like, man, I didn't know what y'all were doing, you know, coaching me early on, but I get it. Like, I respect, I really could have been doing something totally different than what I'm doing to kids like in a fire camp now. He's going to be a fireman. And he was really a kid that didn't understand a male uh, uh, instructing him and trying to help him because of where he seemed like he could have headed. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal. That's reaching a goal. Exactly. You know, I think people even now, I want, I want my flowers now. I don't want, I don't want no big old celebration and stuff when I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I can celebrate that. I can't be happy. I can't smile with that. I can't have pictures of that. I'd rather get mine while I'm here. And that's always been my thing because I can't see that. No, that's real. 
That's real talk. And it's not even, it's not nothing that I mean, no party, like the barbecue I threw for the kids. And that was so gratifying, man. And I just got to kick back and watch the kids just have fun, enjoy stuff, and just sit back and be like, I really did something here. So that's something that I'm implicating into what I do. I had a parent yesterday ask me when I was going to do another one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it, man. You just, you don't know, you don't know the the impact that you have on these, uh, on the youth, you know what I mean? And just to see you, like I said, just to see you interact. I really get it. It's funny because I'll get it after the parents be like, you know what my son said when he came home? He trying to express himself more. He didn't used to talk. I mean, you know a couple of them too, you know, that I deal with. They're more vocal now. They they didn't talk. They were socially awkward. Kids didn't really get them. They didn't dress all the way up to par like everybody else. You know, now they're 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 fitting in a little more. They're dressing like the rest of the kids. They fit in. They feel good about themselves. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I got a story. My my wife, my oldest son that you used to train. And, you know, he's he's a little, you know, he wants to be an engineer. And he's he's not really a too much of an outgoing person. You know, he's in his books and stuff. But yeah, I, I'm gonna he, tell he, you, was a, he was a he was an introvert with other people. Exactly. And, you know, him well, not, so. with, not with his family and people he liked. Exactly. But my wife, when she first met you, she used to be like, why does he have to go over there? Like my son was so scared to to uh, <laughs> to be around you because the way you yelled and the way you used to, you know, how hard you, you coached the kids, he wasn't used to that. He didn't see that. You know what I mean? And I told my wife, I'm like, nah, this is where he got to be. Like, <laughs> be be coaching him hard because he's going to end up playing hard. He's going to be a better And you know player. what? I, I've never had to get, get in his butt fully, exactly. ever. Exactly, because he, he plays so hard because he, he didn't want you to. You know, he see what other kids had to, to endure, so he's like, uh-uh. I didn't, and my, my my wife used to always be like, well, I, I said, listen, I know what I'm doing. Hooks is a great trainer, and he's, he's a great coach. And I said, not only he's going to bring other things out of dudes, because dudes really was just kind of like a quiet kid, you know what I mean? But once he started being around you, he opened up a lot more. Like, there was things that I was trying to teach him, and I played, like you said, I played college basketball, but he wouldn't listen to me. But then I took him to you, and he did everything you told him to do. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, on I remember. His, on, his, on his shooting, remember his yep. elbow used to be all cocked out, and I was yep. like, man, do this, and I was getting frustrated. I Almost fixed the spot in one time. Yeah, just one, exactly, exactly. And then from that point on, he just became a better shooter just on one yep. just on one uh, visit from you. And you like, boy. Do this. Put your in, your elbow in and shoot the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I was trying to work with him for for months, and he still wouldn't do it. He wouldn't listen to me. But when, I remember when he got you when he got around you. He listened exactly what you wanted him to do. He did it. So, um, like I said, man, you just, you just don't know. I mean, I know you know what you do t- for these kids, but you you helped out a lot of parents, man, including me. So I, I just want to say I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. For but, sure. There's another thing I wanted, another question I wanted to ask you, and you kind of like touched on it, but what roles does coaches play to players outside of basketball? You you kind of mentioned, you know, like a some of them father figures, like a little brother, somebody they can talk to, you know what I mean? 
Well, yeah, I, I, I uh, kind of cheated on that already, but um, uh, I could tell you, I'm going to tell you my experience, what role does coaches play the players. Uh, I'm going to go down the list. It's a short list. Um, I remember no matter what the score was, we could be down 20, 25. I remember this man, uh, Bobby Platt, Bobby Platt's father, Mr. Platt. He was coaching us. This is later on. That's like middle school. He said, if we get the score within 10, we go to McDonald's. <laughs> but he gave us something to shoot for. Exactly. So we knew he was always, he wasn't going to cuss at us. He wasn't going to raise his voice too much. He was just, he wanted us to play hard. So McDonald's was our play hard card. <laughs> I always respected him for that. Harold Ross at the park, you know, for Parks and Recs. Ron Underwood. Um, uh, uh, Hakeem. Uh, all positive role models down there at that park. You know. Yep. And they coached us. Um, and they were teaching us outside of basketball. Exactly. I think they're the role that coaches play because they're normally with the kids a lot more, especially in high school. Uh, later on in their career, um, let me go back for, for a second. My fault. Um, there was this young guy that coached me in Parker West. His name was Donald. I forgot his last name. Mm-hmm. Very smart, intellectual. Um, he was coaching us still in college. Like, I remember my mom coaching, starting a game, coaching off because he was getting out of school and he was running late. Mm-hmm. But his involvement was purely, uh, for me, gratifying because I seen a positive black influence. Mm-hmm. Me, I seen him doing something with his life. I seen, I didn't even think about college. I was like, probably like eight, nine years old. What was college, you know? But if college helped you speak like that or talk like that, then I wanted to do it because he was doing um, Gouda. Gouda used to do the, uh, the um, with Mrs. Anderson over there at the settlement park. Um, I had a lot of people who coached and, and talked to me outside. So uh, Phil Julick, this is all Park and Rec guys growing up. Wow. And they were kids. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that I respected and talked to me besides everyday life. I mean, besides um, everyday basketball. Yeah. They were asking, what did you want to be? What else could you fall back on? Um, uh, so I, I believe coaches play a very, very positive most of the time stern and uh i'm looking for a word right now um um but be be like like you said though those are the people that's in your community you know what i mean so those is like mentors that you looked up oh yeah you know i've I've 
I've had them most of my life. So I've never, when I played baseball, uh, me and my brother, we had this guy named Charlie. He was a baseball coach for the uh, Evans Park Little League. And me and my brother walking down the street. And this is when kids were all on uh, milk cartons all over America. Mm-hmm. And we were told not to talk to strangers. So you see this redhead white guy with freckles pulling up. Hey, you guys. And we're like, mm-mm. <laughs> we start running. He's like, guys, guys, just two black kids walking down the street. And he said, if you guys can come with your parents to the park tomorrow, I'll let you guys play for free. Now, Tom, I never played baseball like that. Uh Fast pitch, anything. We used to play around the house. We played everything at the house. You know, kickball, jumping over ropes. uh, See, see who jumped the highest over a fence, like, we were athletically inclined. So, Tom, I went into baseball, uh-huh. and I wasn't I had an arm. I could throw. Now, I was 10 years old at this time. They put me up with my brother, who was three years uh, older than me. He was 13. They let me play in the majors. At 10? At 10. Wow. And you know why they pulled, they pulled me down? <laughs> they pulled me in my right age. Because I would be bothering my brother the whole time we was out in the outfield. <laughs> I used to be throwing grass at him. Because he was born in the outfield, but I could throw from the outfield to the infield at 10 years old. Yeah. All power. And they were like, no, nah, I'm going to change you guys off the team. So I went down to my age group. I dominated. I did well. I went play for the Braves. I'll never forget that. I played for the Braves. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that dude, I don't know if I ever would have played baseball and yeah. he talked to me, he took care of us and didn't even know us. So I, I've been able to see this my whole life with people. Exactly. I, I, I don't mind. Uh, I think coaches got to, they, they're supposed to do that. They're supposed to do stuff outside of that sport. Especially, especially if that's in their heart, you know, to help kids and less fortunate kids, you know what I mean? Giving back, you know what I mean? I mean, you've been doing it for, for years, you know, and, and when I when I first came and started coaching, I, I I coached with you, and then you know I went ahead and got my own program. But it's the same thing I do, you know. What I mean, it's it's something that's in you that you want to help other people's, and and we get blessed for it, you know. what I mean, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So I um let me ask you one last question, bro. Um, what are your plans for the future i know you got i know you do a lot of training um you yeah. coach you got even got coach you're coaching in la now with, with girls um you still still train all all kind kids from nine to high school college what what, what yeah. do you what do you want to do um moving forward you still want to train are you you trying to um are you trying to form a team or what no just uh the near future is to be in a facility really uh, a training facility I've, I've had some offers to do it I just the time just hasn't been right um, there's no air no ACs I just understand how you can have a huge facility and people can't be comfortable in it that's always been my issue with those um, private gyms Yeah, I feel like people should be people should be comfortable I, I, I mean 
I feel like if I go watch my kids play, my little kids that I train, I go watch them play, and they get beat by 20, I can accept it with some AC <laughs> and good referees. I can't accept it with no AC and bad referees. That just adds to it, and then I paid 10 to $12 to get in. I, I I get you on that part. <laughs> you see what I'm I get, saying? I get you on that part. But that's that's so what I, that's what we need though, B. We need like more gyms, um, gym space for for um you know, for training. Because right now it's hard to train when there's not a lot of gyms gyms and you can't train at schools really, you know what I mean? At high schools because they got volleyball, I, basketball, I, I, all that stuff. I've been blessed. I've had some kids not want to come out because it's outside. They don't play outside. They don't know what it's like to be outside. But I've been blessed with a lot of kids that still come yeah. and work. So that means more to them than uh, being outside. So I've been blessed. Um, I feel like God made a way for me because I didn't want to work for anybody. Yeah. I didn't want to punch in a clock. I didn't want to. Uh, somebody telling me what to do, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I found a lane. God opened up a lane for me, and I feel like He blessed me with a gift to get kids better in sports. I mean, I was just telling somebody, um, that how can I ever not work? There's kids all over the planet that's going to always play sports, so. And then the pandemic taught me that, uh, yeah, this can be shut down. <laughs> that I never expected that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just getting back on, on task. But, yeah, I feel like the near future, a facility, um, um, I have a friend that's looking into some some places and trying to get a facility. Wow, and they want to run, run, run their uh, basketball stuff, so. I, I say it's more near future than future future, you know. Yeah, well, um, I, I also know they got some places that I know in Moreno Valley got some open spaces where uh, there used to be a Ralph's up there off of, uh, it's like in Hidden Springs. They It's, it's just empty, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just empty. Yeah. So there's a lot of places like that that hopefully, you know, somebody can find some place like that for you or, the, yeah, the coaches that uh, you you working yeah. with. It doesn't have to be done by self. I mean, it, it's going to be done by a community of people. Actually, it wants wants to the the people involved want to do something in between uh, Corona. I mean, Riverside and uh, uh, Marino Valley area because yeah. we don't have. Anything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Everything else in Corona, they got two in Corona. That's pretty much by each other. Yeah, and. A lot of people don't like driving way out there. They don't want to. They just feel like, why we don't have anything here? So that's always been my thing. Bring something here that, and it, in the future, um, I feel like we can have a facility. We can have it ran. It can be one of the the best facilities. I don't claim that I'm the best ever, but I I claim that. Your kid is gonna be better than what he was when he walked in this door. Oh, that that's for sure. And and I'm a witness to that. I seen kids that couldn't even run straight and, and you got with them when you, you work with them and um 
Yeah. And you, you did wonders. You know what I mean? Just just like you said, just in their confidence. You know, we know one kid um, that goes to North now that came to you and he couldn't even, couldn't do a layup. And he now, couldn't even spit. Yeah, he couldn't do anything. And now this boy <laughs> is a freshman and he's, you know, starting at, on a JV team. So, you know, and, and it's it's just, it's commendable because so many people talk about this kid and I'm like, Hey man, that's all hooks. Like when he came to hooks, he couldn't do nothing. You know? and, and, and now he's doing so much and doing so much better. So. Oh, and mad that he's not on varsity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had to tell him baby yeah. steps. I say, Hey man, you got to take baby steps. You, yeah. you got, you got good pretty fast, but you still got a long way to go. Oh man, it was a struggle. <laughs> But, but I, I, see, I seen that with a lot of kids though that you work with, B. So yeah. I just I just want to tell you I appreciate you hopping on this uh, podcast today. Um, oh, I want the yeah. listeners to know that uh, this is B Hooks, one of Riverside's uh, legends, training and helping kids and and, and and keeping them on task. So, do you have anything else you want to say, um, Hooks? Oh uh, yeah, and I'll cuss them out if they do it wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I do be in their butt though, but um, no, nah, I just I appreciate it, man. Uh, I feel like I've gotten a lot more opportunities to do some talking and uh, share my point of view in this area of basketball and stuff since uh, the last chance you. Um, oh yeah! Spent. Oh yeah! I forgot to mention that. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, tell tell the listeners a little bit about the last chance you. Yeah, um, well, on Netflix, there's a, a program called The Last Chance You, which is, it's a lot of guys who, some of them messed up, some of them don't have the grades, some of them got kicked back from D1 to junior college for one reason or another, and they get another chance to, you know, make their dreams come true, and they have a basketball version, it's called Last Chance You, um, uh, bas- the basketball edition. They've done it in football, been very successful. So we're, I'm actually on, um, just for a short time, uh, episode three. It's called Jenny. was a um, story about uh, one of my uh, trainees and his mother and uh, her conditions and stuff. So we, they did a uh, series on the whole actual team, but that se- that section, that episode is actually about this kid and his mother. And uh, it's a it's a it's, it's a very emotional um, throughout the whole um, season of it. So yeah, you're right, and and let the let the listeners know you uh you trained that kid too since he's how old was he when you first started training? I got Deshaun when he was about seven years old. He's uh done great travel ball, um, high school, um, in college now. Um, I actually was kind of shocked when he decided to ask me to do it because I thought oh yeah whatever yeah I'll do it I'll do it yeah but he could have picked so many people mm-hmm. he could have used anybody and so I guess it was just 
meet. I just stuck in this crawl a little more than everybody else or something. But I've been with him since he was a kid. So it's like, how could you not? But then I'll be like, man, you have so many people that you dealt with since then. So you didn't have to use me to help tell your story, you know? Exactly. But he did. Uh, it was a blessing. I, I got a short story. I was in Virginia, man, and uh, I was just watching the game, and this lady said, excuse me, sir. I said, yes. She said, uh, were you on last chance you, by the way? I'm like, nah, that wasn't me. She's like, you look just like this guy. I'm like, nah, it was me. I'm just playing. She said, I know it. I've been sitting here telling my husband. Uh, that's him. That's him. So uh, I had my friend Pat, the, the husband, on the shoulder. I said, "Hey, I got I got to ask a question." I asked people who watched it. I was like, "Did you cry?" And he turned around. I can't say what, exactly how he said it, but he turned around. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, man, I was bawling. My my wife was crying. Uh, uh, man, it's a tear because there's so many levels of ups and downs and out yeah. the whole." Thing. Like you can get upset, you can get anxious, you can get mad at the kids or mad at the coach or happy that they're doing well or like it's so many ups and downs. Uh, emotional, the the stories, the emotional stories these kids have. So it was a blessing. It was really a blessing. And it's funny because even when I go, you know, down to the park and stuff, I got I had a little kid come up to me like, Coach, I seen you. <laughs> What are you talking about? Because, you know, these kids, they don't really talk or say what they need to say. Yeah. Like, last chance you. <laughs> I clearly told him it wasn't me. He started believing me a little bit. And then he's like, nah, nah, nah. You are Bobby Bond. I know you. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's something good to check out. Um, But other than that, it's, it was fun, man. Um, And then I get a lot of good response from people about it so no, it, you know, it, it was really it was a really good show um, like i said my wife and our family was sitting down and we was watching two episodes a, a, a day to get through yeah. it but uh even my wife it, it is an emotional ups and downs it's a great show so um and then it helps to know the kids you know? exactly exactly especially when you know the kid it just you know saw him every day went to school with my son and you know, we, yeah. knowing, knowing him, man, it, it it was that much more. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I just want to let you know, man, we appreciate you for hopping on the podcast today. But uh, we about to be out. This is Project right. Bridge, Melvin Walker, Brian B. Hooks. See you later. All right. Here, it was kind of awkward for seniors because they had like, like uh, for graduation, graduation, student like fast. Oh, really? With painting or? When it comes to the art, murals are always based off of, um, I guess, life, you know? Uh, I used to play volleyball, but now I'm just really like into like, reading and like painting. Struggles, somebody probably already, you know, somebody's been there and they wrote about it and, you know, they're, they're waiting for you to read about it.